co-op mode, round 77. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by the Canardian, Mark Carabin, the Atlantic King. <laughs> I never know how you're going to introduce me or what you're going to say. It's something with Atlantis or Atlantic or something or just some random uh, video game tie-in. So uh, how you doing, Todd? Very, very good. Energized. Feels like we haven't done this in a long time, Mark, but I know we do it every two weeks. But yeah. it's always a refreshing time. Um, and we are joined by returning uh, co-op mode pouch buddy. And that is Mr. Brock McLaughlin from Spin Master Games at Brockstar. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I, I just came from uh, came from boxing, so I got punched in the gut a few times. So you know, feeling a little hurt, but I'm happy to be here. Mark feels like that every after every episode of this podcast. <laughs> Feel a bunch of, yeah, last time with, uh, <laughs> you guys saying you both skipped Metroid, uh, that that was that was a punch in the gut. That was severe. I, I still haven't played Metroid for like what? <laughs> you did this to me on purpose, didn't you, Todd? Honestly, like my Switch like year in review came in, I was like, wow, I did not touch this thing at all. It then, <sighs> there's a reason why there's like a foot of dust on it. You're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> it increased it increased from last year for me, but I think last year Ring Fit was my top game because of my shoulder surgery, I couldn't even get back into Ring Fit. Um so yeah, it was an interesting time. But Mark, I, I played it, and I, I will give it another go. See, I thought my my switch time, the the year in review thing, I thought that was like pretty severe because it dropped significantly, and uh, as you know, like kid and new Xbox and all that kind of stuff, kind of keeping me away from Switch. Um, then I saw yours, and I felt good about myself. So <laughs> thanks, Todd. I had like thirty four hours. Yeah. I, I like used it for some more Animal Crossing and um geez, I'm forgetting the one thing I played. Oh, a ton of Oh my god, I, I'm just blanking now. What was a big game that came oh, Pokemon Snap. Oh yes, that was my most played game of the year. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. And it wasn't even that much. No. <laughs> gotta gotta snap them all. Did you yes. snap them all? I didn't. I never. I I haven't gone back and played the um, DLC yet. I need to do that. It's good. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I find it's a good, it's a good game to go back to because then it, it kind of feels fresh again. Like if, if you played right. it like the first and you just kind of ran through and it was the same course every time and you know, little things changed or whatever. But I find when you go back to it, it's just like, it's a good game to go back to. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, right. How do I get this Pokemon to do that stupid thing again? So it's, right. yeah, be probably worth revisiting. That's it. And it's not like it's, I, it's not like I forget the controls. It's pretty simple. <laughs> right. Where you were, you have to, you, you know, remember all the side stories and all this background, right? Like if I tried to pick up, like even like the Witcher three, like I saw playing that for a bit and like I picked that up again. I'm like, I, I don't remember how to do anything or what I'm supposed to be doing. Let's start again from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And Mark, you didn't get that, that awesome Pikachu camera. Did you? Oh, that had the not, printer. Oh, the, the Pikachu printer. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give that a not yet because you just never know what I'm going to see in a store and be like, Oh, I have that amount of dollars. Let's buy this stupid thing. Like I was telling Brock before we started, I just ordered a Mandalorian helmet. So it was like, I saw it go up online. I was like, yeah, I have that much money. Let's do this. 
and uh, it'll arrive tomorrow. So there we go. You know what? Finn didn't need a college education anyways. No, no, he's, he's good. It's overrated. Yeah. It's overrated. Just get him developing Roblox games. He'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Or whale hunting. I think that's what they do off the coast of Atlantis. Yeah. Wow. No, we protect whales, dude. <laughs> wow. Protect whales. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Jeez. no. Uh, it's, 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 uh, it's poacher hunting. That's what I was thinking. There you that's go. It. That, that's the one. There. There you go. Well, shifting from, <laughs> I guess, a less uh, evil topic than endangered species and things like that, we're going to talk about uh, the holidays are coming up, and we normally do buy, rent, return with games. But this time I thought, you know, let's turn it around. Let's go back to Blockbuster. Let's see what's on the shelves and see what we're going to get this week. So this week in buy, rent, return, picking holiday-themed movies, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, or Elf? God, that's such a good question. Great, great choices. Brock, so you want to tackle I'm, this one first? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying Elf. Man, I, I love that movie. Everyone loves that movie, I think. It's just, it's so classic. And I feel like it's really the last timeless Christmas movie we've gotten. I, I can't think of anything that would compare. I know, like racking her brains. I'm like that. That's yeah, the no, last, I think like, right. really big one that's like family friendly, um, mm-hmm. and it's like span generations at this point because it's what 20 years old probably at this point. I think it came out the same year as the first Lord of the Rings. So like mm-hmm. we're all aging ourselves here. I, I love like Elf is great. Um, I, I'd follow that with um, Home Alone, probably Rent, and, and I'd I'd forget Vacation. And mainly just because like Chevy Chase is like such a dickhead now that I, I just can't like yeah. it's hard to go back and watch him after like knowing what's come out of his mouth like through the years and on set of like community and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it kind of it kind of ruined it for me. And like it was just after my time or just before my time really. So like don't have like the the same connection with it. Yeah. I will recommend something newer that is animated, so it'd be more of a special that Disney created, Prep and Landing. It is one of my favorite Christmas things of all time. It's about the elves that prep the place, prep the houses for Santa. So basically, like, they're a forward elf squad, and it is so good. Love it. Watch it. There's three shorts. There's three specials. Two are, like, 20 minutes long, and one is, like, nine minutes long. And Betty uh, Betty Ross. Betty, uh, blanking her name. Betty White plays Miss Claus. So there you go. Okay, I don't know how to right. see this movie. I am. It's on Disney Plus. It's, okay. it's on Disney Plus. It's it's computer animated. It's wonderful. Okay. Apparently, there's a Ted Lasso uh, Christmas special that just dropped today too. Oh really? I there was the Christmas early. episode, right? Yeah. Well, okay. It's like so claymation short, no? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say it's claymation, oh. just like the start oh, of that cool. Christmas episode that was in the last oh, okay. season. So, uh, very cool. That, that should be interesting. Uh, okay, so for these three. Despite everything with Chevy Chase, uh, <laughs> I, I I'm leaning towards keeping Christmas Vacation just because, like, growing up, my sister and brother and I just absolutely loved that movie, and like it was just like the thing that we did and quoted from like, like the day after Remembrance Day, it was just like or like veterans day for anyone in the States. Um, like that was, it It was like 
the next day and it was like, Hey, shitter's sh- sorry. Shitter was full. Like just like, that was just it. like it's just, and like my sister, like even just like a week ago, just like sent me a picture of her cats. And it was like the jolliest bunch of assholes, this side of the North pole or, or whatever it was. Like, right. Um, I think I have to, I think I have to buy Christmas vacation rent elf for the exact same reasons that Brock just listed. Um, and, and it, it was a toss up between which one I, I did. I did kind of want to, I'm picking this just to be different than Brock, to be honest. Uh, so I'll return home alone. <laughs> um, just, and I, I, I love the first home alone. Like you can't come on. Like it's a child version of Die Hard. Like you, you can't get better, much better than that. Like these are three great movies. Like just watch them all. My favorite part of like that, like Home Alone, is just you know Joe Pesky is trying not to swear the entire time at like Kevin McAllister. <laughs> like he's holding back the f bomb so bad, <laughs> he wants to say it. There was well, full Pesci. Where he drops like some drops some swears. Go yeah, full the director's cut yeah. of that movie where he right? just goes completely bonkers and they don't bleep anything out. That'd be great. <laughs> Whatever happened to Daniel Stern? That guy was like in City Slickers, Home Alone, and then you never saw him again. It was so weird. Such a weird career. He secured the money and uh, disappeared into the sunset. Apparently. That's the way to do it. Todd, what are your choices here? You know, Mark, I hate to say this, but I'm going to mirror yours. Um, And my Twitter handle updated to Todd Danny F E K Oxtra. (laughs) So you know what I'm talking about there. Um, But yeah, uh, Christmas Vacation has a very special place in my heart. Chris, the whole vacation series. It was something my dad and I shared. I was too young to see vacation in the theaters with the lady parts. Uh, and then we saw everyone together and my dad passed away. Uh, and this is one of the last movies we saw together that was holiday themed. So it's got a very special place in my heart. And it just made my, my dad laugh his ass off. And yes, it's it, Chevy Chase is very problematic, but... Um, it's one of those things where it's like it's just very hard for me to to sep- you know to separate the movie and the character. I do you know Clark Griswold is Clark Griswold and Chevy Chase is just Chevy Chase. So it's but yeah he's he's definitely a jerk because I was a huge Community fan. I'm like oh my god what a what a what a jerk. Then I'm going to Elf once again. I don't know all there's to say about it, but it is. Um, and if you get a chance, the movies that made us they did Home Alone, mm-hmm. they did Elf. So watch those. They're fantastic. Oh yeah, they're both great. Yeah. So fantastic. It's funny. that Elf was like filmed in Vancouver partially, which I never knew until yep. watching that documentary. Like I'm from Vancouver. And I had no idea it was filmed there. Well, so, so many good things. I didn't know uh, narwhals existed until that movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were fake. Like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and it's my son's favorite animal. So there you go. Uh, and then a home alone last. I, you know, yeah, I mean, it's still a good movie, but it's just one of those movies that um, I'm not as close to. But I, I totally get it. It was very fun. Uh, that was the heart of the Macaulay Culkin era. Loved that kid and just so much fun. Uh, I will say, though, it's much better than Home Sweet Home Alone, which that movie. Is that the new one? It's the new one on Disney Plus. Yeah. I, yeah. I, had, to turn, I had to turn that one off. Oh, I, I haven't even started it. It just it was like, it was, yeah, not for me. Like, look, maybe that's for. I, I watched a lot of Hallmark things. movies and I couldn't handle even that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got a good cast too. That's the that's the sad part. But yeah, right. annoying British kid. First mistake. Yeah. Pick a better actor. Yeah, yeah. Was not, not was not feeling it. And like, this is my secret. I love Hallmark movies. Like, love them. I <laughs> hilarious to watch. 
Oh, there's so many now. It's so awesome. And I love it. If you, there, I will say there's an episode of The Simpsons that came out last season where they filmed a Hallmark movie in Springfield. It is so amazing because they hit all the troops. I need to watch this immediately. Did, OK, so did you see the one where watching that? Did you see the one where the girl comes back to her small town uh, from the big city and she finds love? Oh, I that, think I know exactly hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. It's the guy she didn't even realize all along. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yes. That, yeah, I think yeah. I did see one. that one back she in the day. Was, yeah. She was the CEO of a big company, and uh, she left that all behind for a guy That's who wears one. overalls yes. in a small town. Oh, my God. I'm so glad. Well, did, she make, did she make specialty jams at a small shop? Was that her, her go to? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the new career path. You know, that's what we have to do next time, Mark. We'll do a topic that's all about our favorite guilty pleasures. All I right. think we have to do that with gaming. Yeah, very good. So let's go talk about games because this is a gaming podcast. You know, we're not watching Halloween, uh, you know, Christmas movies, things like that. Drinking eggnog out of uh, Wally World uh, little uh, mugs. Uh, we're playing games. So, Brock, um, I have you as guest here. I'll update that. <laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, a lot of Halo, like so much Halo. Um, I'm I'm obsessed. It's just such a fun game. It has its. It definitely has some glaring problems, uh, especially in the, the the single player mode. But uh, it's just so fun, and like I could just like lean back into the couch, sink right in, and just spend hours playing it, which I haven't really been doing with any other game in uh, quite a bit. Despite how many games have like dropped this fall, I'm like overwhelmed with how many things came out. Like Gunks on my radar for tomorrow. I want to yeah. check that out, despite it's just awful name. Um, and then otherwise, like Forza, I keep going back to Forza too. It really feels like a copy paste of the last few years um, and doesn't really do anything new or different. But it's just, again, like just a really fun, visually beautiful game. Forza surprisingly plays very well with um, cloud gaming. And I got myself a Razer Kishi for my phone. It was really enjoyable. It played very well, and it, it, it scales very well. So you, if you want to play more when you have you know nothing else to do, right? Uh, exactly. It's right out there. It's, it's, it's highly playable. Okay, cool. Good to know. Anything else, Brock, or just inundated with Anything those two? Else? Man, I'm like, I'm blinking now. I, I must. I keep going through different games and checking them out, but nothing's really stood out like... Just, just totally um, an error with Halo. Oh, I'm packing. I did that one night. That was like really relaxing. I'm clearly like in the holiday spirit and want to be relaxed. Um, and, and so, like, I'm looking for things like that. Unpacking was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm curious to what other people have been playing because honestly, like, I need so much time off coming up. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be playing some more games. Sadly, I don't have much else other than halo as well that game has been really <laughs> taking over uh the the new season of Fortnite a bit for me as well um so or chapter the new chapter of Fortnite really uh so they they just started chapter three uh the, i mentioned last time that I, I expected the game to go down for a couple of days but it was like less than 24 hours this time which was cool and a whole new chapter featuring the rock in a crazy cinematic uh chapter end slash season start it was uh there's some crazy stuff going on in fortnite man but the, now there's spider-man gloves because spider-man's this the secret character one of the the top characters in uh, the season pass and uh the the traversal 
with like the Spider-Man gloves is superb. I heard it's even better than Marvel's Avengers, although I haven't played the PlayStation version of that, so I can't attest to it myself. Uh, I believe it. That that game is just, that game is so stiff. I really want to go back to Fortnite. I was obsessed with Fortnite for so long, but I'm like, I'm scared. Uh, I don't want to get addicted to it again, man. Honestly, like I have, I have, I have things to do and other games to play. And like, I'm worried, but God damn that feel like it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the, the new chapter. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Although I haven't jumped in as, as much as I probably would like to because of halo. And uh, it's, it's just really yeah. So was Spider Man like free? Is he the first character you get, or do you have to buy the season pass? No. Yeah, you got to get the season pass, and then he's like the top tier character. So like, oh, like at the level, very end, like hit level a hundred. Yeah. Oh hmm. shit. So like, I uh, yeah, I, I would have bought <laughs> it if you were like the first character just in case. Like I go back, but like, yeah. Oh, I gotta, I gotta grind that out. Yeah. You got homework. Oh man, I'm gonna have to like hire some kid to play Fortnite. <laughs> I, I'm only joking. I, I had a friend you know, like used to play my account and then take care of all the things for me because I'm just like just rubbish at the game too. You have a butler for gaming. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll find a kid. I'll, yeah. I'll go to some holiday parties. You know, hang out with like the kids part of the party and be like, "Hey, do you play Fortnite? Jump on my account." Not weird. That's not. That's not. That's not iffy at all no, <laughs> hold your account ransom make you pay him yeah. in bitcoin That'd that's right and looking for small child to play <laughs> not with uh, not with just yeah, just no. you know do it on your own time yeah. craigslist <laughs> personals are coming back <laughs> yeah craigslist school, gaming not going back to school you're working you're schooling from home again so like you got lots of time <laughs> yeah. boy uh, wow so yeah I, i've been really aside from uh playing fortnite by myself not hiring people or kids to do it uh but that's that is a brilliant idea um the so yeah halo and uh and i have been playing finally a bit of the n64 games on switch online because i just picked up uh the hyperkin admiral 64 controller uh if you guys don't know what this looks like yeah it is. Uh, it's a weird name. Hyperkin's the the uh, company, and then the Admiral sixty four. Uh, but it looks like a modern controller. It, so it doesn't have like the weird like three tiered mm-hmm. like squid arm kind of thing that uh, most N sixty four controllers have. Uh, the thumbstick feels a little bit more modern and not like uh, you know plate balancing on a toothpick kind of thing. Um, so the real big test of this one, and the reason that I haven't put as much time into these games as I would like is because uh, the second that it actually worked, my wife stole it and played several hours of Ocarina of time Mm. because that's her favorite game ever. And, uh, and she loves it. So that was like the big test. Like if this can work for her, for Ocarina, this controller is legit. So if anyone's wondering if those work with switch, uh, I will add one caveat to that is make sure that the controller that you buy was manufactured after November of 2020 because there's a firmware update. Uh, it might be back now, but the firmware update was actually removed from the Hyperkin website. Uh, so the first controller I bought from a local place here uh, did not work. Would not like the, the buttons were all mapped weird. It wouldn't connect to the switch properly. So I returned that one. They let me swap it out. Uh, I made sure on the bottom of the box, it was like 2020 
didn't say a month, of course, of <laughs> manufacturing, but I was like, ah, oh, forget, I'll take a chance. And uh, this one works. It just, it just like connects and the buttons map and it just, it's perfect. So, um, yeah, if you're, if you're like me and you are not having a lot of luck with like the button mapping for, and Todd, you, we've talked about this one, like, Oh yeah. The, the, the switch modern controller button mapping with the C sticks, especially for something like Ocarina for like Mario Kart, it's fine. Um, but like with, uh, Banjo Kazooie coming up, like you need those C buttons, like just, you just need them. Uh, so this will work because Nintendo hasn't restocked their actual wireless, uh, N64 controllers. So like, this one just works. You can get them on Amazon. I got them from a local place, uh, Atomic Records for anyone in, uh, in Cape Breton that's listening. Um, yeah, this, uh, this controller is pretty awesome. I, I kind of, I, I kind of love it. I'm probably going to go buy another one so I can actually use one instead. It of says the, it says the update is back up, Mark. The, the weird part oh, is good. requires, requires a windows 10 PC to do so though. So yeah. Which, so yeah, when, when I saw that, I was like, I don't even have that. And then I, tried no, you to, don't have that. No. And I tried to run parallels to get mm-hmm. windows and it would only let me install windows 11. And I was just like, ah, oh, nuts to this. I'm just like going to swap it out and hope the new one works <laughs> and uh, the new one works. So that's, that's it. But I'm Kudos, sure I sir. find a windows 10 PC if I like, really. well, windows, it. it should work for a windows 11. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much all compatible. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I just couldn't be yeah. bothered. I was just like, you know what? Swap it out. So yeah, there we go. Nintendo's going to make everything complicated, man. Yeah. Got to upgrade that switch uh, for like, firmware uh, uh, upgradable see, compatibility. Yeah, I don't I, know I if that's something Nintendo. else to collect dust around here. Well, it sounds like it's their Bluetooth protocol, Mark. I think that's been Mark. Nintendo uses some weird protocols oh, yeah, sometimes. No, no, no. That, that part's Nintendo, but I mean like the weird okay. firmware update oh. stuff, like because like other controllers just work, right? Like I've had eight uh, BitDo controllers, and if they have a firmware update, like they worked on my Mac, they just kind of like it's easy to do. It's, it's not like you need a windows 10 PC with this kind of like, it's just weird. Right. And like I said, I was reading that the, the driver was uh, a broken link on the website or something. So I just, like I said, I just said, uh, screw it and kind of swapped it out. But, um, yeah, when the controller works, highly recommend so far anyway. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, and not having the third leg (laughs) hasn't destroyed your gaming fun. Uh, no, so far the only thing is uh, just getting used to like where the the Z or the Z button is. Um, so that was like for for uh, targeting in Zelda, you have to hit that, and it's kind of like the L two button. Uh, so at first, I kind of like I wanted to hit R and L, and then I was like, no, that's not right. So then I hit you know like the L two or whatever. So um, anyway, aside from that, like it it maps perfectly and it's, it's just a more modern. I, w- I wish I had it here. Like I could show in the video version, but I don't. So maybe like f- fire a picture up and just show people, uh, how different it looks, but it's, it's pretty good. I like Only it. I knew the guy who did the video editing. I know. Yeah. I'll maybe try uh, to see the same that. kid that plays Fortnite for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. That kid gets old Johnny. Old Johnny oh, does this for Johnny. us. Yes. Yep. That's right. Um, well, I also played Halo Infinite and it is, I'm playing it on, um, I found when I finally got to play it, I went through the, I do, did all the pre-install to, to play it on PC and, and then when I went to play it, 
nothing was downloaded or installed. I'm like, what is this? So finally got it taken care of. Yeah. And I went to Chicago. So like that weekend. So I'm like, ah, I, can I play a little bit before I go to Chicago? Um, which I eventually did. I have it on series S have it on, uh, my gaming PC. Um, and it's great cause it's does the cloud saves and the cross saves, which is great pick up and play, which I, I, I hope in the future that all games do that. Cause that is so fantastic. Such a quality of life. You know, it doesn't matter where you play it. If you got the game, let me continue. Uh, and it looks great on series S looks great on PC. Um, I played it with controller on PC. So I'm a, a heretic, I think, but, um, I had a great time. Um, I'm at the point where it really opens up. I guess once you get off the ship and you do your first destination, that's where I'm at. So I'm still very early in the game and um, still getting used to the weapons. Uh, I love the... um, Trying to remember the name. It's the claw. It's the... uh, Like the grapple... The grapple hook or grapple yeah. thing, whatever the grapple. That is so much fun, and it adds so much more uh, scalability. You can go up on things. Uh, you can go towards enemies. You can grab weapons with it. I know in some of the multiplayer and things like that, and probably when you get into the game, you know the fact that you can use that to get into vehicles and mm-hmm. take people out. Just it's just a great addition. Um, I love the fact that you can pick up pretty much any any of those blue barrels things or whatever they are, they are or the different colors and just toss them at people, shoot them in the air. Um, it, and it feels like this was the natural direction that Halo was always tended to go. And you can kind of see what Bungie did with Destiny. And now um, you get to see what 343 is doing with this. So it's very cool. Um, I, like I said, I'm very early on, so I'm not giving it a full um, review or anything. Um, I did notice the animation for some of the cutscenes is a little funky. Like the pilot sometimes is a little too, uh, he's a little too <laughs> spastic. I'm like, ooh, his his facial animation is a little off at times. So I'm like, not sure what's that. I've heard that the animation, the cutscenes are locked at 30 FPS for some reason, which mm-hmm. seems kind of silly. But um, I still think it's cool that this game is out. It's free to play if you have Game Pass. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I am trying to find the, the weapons I like the most because I feel like none of the weapons have really like, this is my weapon yet. So I'm waiting to find that one uh, because obviously the, the cool things you do when the enemies have shields, that energy shields, you usually have to use an energy weapon to disrupt them. And then you have to kind of play with your weapons. You're always switching, always reloading. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. I, um, I just found out, like, even, I saw a video online. You can, like, you can throw the plasma and then use, like, the force push thing to, like, send the plasma, like, farther uh, and, like, hit, like, hit people, like, do crazy shots with it and stuff. It, it's wild. Like, the things we're going to see out of this game in a few weeks when people, like, really master it are just going to be epic. Yeah. I, uh... It's yeah, even like that first mission, Todd, like, like you said, just before you actually get out in the open and stuff, like there were so many moments in that that just had me smiling Mm -hmm. and just being like, this is just so much exactly what I wanted of like, just badass space Marine goes through everything with one bullet and makes it work. Like, uh, it's just, it's so good. I do wish like it really just kind of like abruptly starts though and doesn't really fill in the blanks at all. There seems mm. like there should have been like backstory that was never, yeah, mm-hmm. never touched on. It just was like, I, I don't know. It's like, I was so confused. I'm like, this is not the end of Halo five. I'm like, where, where are we? Maybe we'll get there. If I keep playing the game and like, you never do. And you're like that, that's just a weird way to start things. 
Mm. Yeah, it's been it's been six years since the last game. So they and they know a lot of people. This is their first Halo game, and not everybody is a lore hound where they're going to go back and observe everything. And, and Halo does one thing that I just hate. They use a lot of like proper nouns and things. Like you have to know this race and and this right? thing and this thing. It's like it's it's so dense at times. It's like what am I doing? Oh, I'm shooting those guys. That's yeah. what I'm doing. I don't care about anything else. And eventually something will happen. And yeah. It's definitely like overly complicated for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But Cause I was it's wondering cool. if like picking it up the way they did, I was kind of wondering if that was them aiming at like a soft reboot. Like you don't need to know the history, but then they go straight into oh, the history, yeah. like two seconds after. And it's like, Oh shit. Like I'm lucky I kind of caught back up on some of this stuff, yeah. but like anyone coming in even relatively new or like casual is just going to be like, what's going on? Okay. Never mind. I guess I'm going to shoot this guy in the face and hope it doesn't matter later. Like yeah. the, just, the whole, yeah. Whole game hinges on, you knowing like the last few games. Yep. Who's Cortana? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they just toss her out there. Who's this old lady and you're seeing in visions? I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah there's a few things like, I, I know, I don't want to get into like spoilers, but there's definitely a few things that stood out. I'm like, oh, that's annoying. Um, but I mean, overall, it, it is really fun and it's definitely a good step for the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun as I continue the campaign. I looked at like how long to, to beat and it looks like just to beat the campaign, not do the side quests, it's like 10, 15 hours. But if you want to do everything like 50 hours, so <laughs> your mileage may vary with the side quests and everything, because this is an open world game. I haven't gotten to the open world part of it yet, so I'm just there. So uh, more to come. Mark, have you? Uh, I, I just got there. I've been so okay. wrapped up in multiplayer that I, I really just kind of, I played like the first mission, uh, got a little bit out on to like that first where it first starts to kind of open up and you're, you're just kind of like going around. And I, I kind of like mucked about for a bit and then I was just like, yeah, I kind of want to go back and like play some more Slayer. So that was, <laughs> that was it for me. Like that was, uh, I do, I really want to get back to the story, but like anytime I find a free hour or something, I'm like story, multiplayer, story, multiplayer, let's go multiplayer. Let's do it. So, yeah. Uh, well, another game I have played, and Mark, I wanted to thank you. You you uh, reached out to the publisher, uh, uh, and you got a game for me called Fire Girl. This is from Thunderful yeah. Publishing. You know, we like Thunderful. Uh, Dejima uh, is the one who uh, is the developer. And wow, this one was on my radar because it has such a unique visual style. But uh, essentially, this is a... I, I don't even know what the best to do. Basically, you're a firefighter, and you're using your fire person tools to rescue people um but the fire is almost like demons and you use the uh the, the water is like a, almost like a think of like the flood in super mario galaxy or um sunshine so you can use it to move up and traverse and do different things like that uh you have enemies coming from all over the place and it's a roguelike and you basically are going in to save so many people or cats and then you have to leave the building in three minutes and you can get timer upgrades which is nice and and then uh but you have three minutes and it's a roguelike so every time you die it's completely changed it's randomly generated and i am having a good time but i've yet to escape 
because <laughs> I'm like, crap, what, how do I get out of here? Because it's different every time. Um, and then you want to complete it. And then if you die, but basically if you rescue them, you get money that funds you. You get followers because I guess you're a celebrity firefighter. And then um, you get uh, penalized and get a hospital bill if you die. And okay. so then you they go back to the fire hall and you can pay money for upgrades. Um, it's got a funny, goofy story. That's it's fun. And then you have a shop you can go to as well. But the funny part was I thought it was going to be just this. But then the next time I go in, I'm actually rescuing people from a runaway tr- a subway or tr- like a above ground train as well. And that changed things up completely. So I'm like, how many more of these things are there? So very random, very interesting. But the art, the art style is very cool. It's like a 16 bit, but it uses 3D backgrounds that kind of rotate a little bit. Um, it's very cool. It's it's a, I highly recommend it. It's only on PC now. It will be on consoles in 2022. Uh, but man, it's addictive. I'm I'm bad at it, but it is very fun. But like I said, at three minutes max, or maybe a little bit more if you have power. It's very quick in, quick out. So it doesn't feel like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And I'm not sure what else is ahead of me, but it's 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 really cool. Uh, very cool game. That's I awesome. I, uh, yeah. It was definitely I, uh, not on my radar. It, it's been on mine for a while. And it, it reminded me like a first glance, reminded me of like uh, Mighty Switch Force or Switch Force from, uh, from Way Forward. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that game. And that one's more like rescuing people as like a, a police officer kind of thing, but you're like solving world puzzles and like trying to figure out how to get to the platform where the people are and like how to get them out of whatever situation. So this, I'm glad the gameplay in this sounds like really different. And like, there's like, it's a very vastly different game, but like that first caught my eye cause I really liked mighty switch force and, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm really even more intrigued now that I hear you talk about it. So I can't wait for this to come out um, for for some more platforms. I think it's hitting all consoles, uh, like you said, next year. So uh, it's going to be something to look forward to for sure. Uh, the next game I play, which is not really a game, it's more of an experience that has some light gameplay. That's the Matrix Unreal Engine 5 experience. This came out for Xbox Series S and X, I believe, and PlayStation 5. Not on PC. Um, It's like 30 gigs. It's huge. Um, But it's like 15 minutes of gameplay. But quite honestly, if you really like wandering around a like made-up city that's done in Unreal Engine 5, and you want to just be a peeping Tom and look into every window in a high-rise... This is the game for you because you could just do it all day and visit the city. Um, it's really cool. It opens up with Keanu Reeves and Carrie and Moss, and they kind of and you realize, oh, that's not them. That's just their Unreal Engine five version of them. And they do that where they show the old Neo, and then they show the young Neo, and they show Keanu, and it's very cool. And then it says, and then it dumps you into a car chase where you've got a new. Uh, matrix hero with you who's doing some live training and you've got agents that are chasing you and then you realize oh you actually get to fire and shoot out like tires as the agents are coming for you you get to use a gun to shoot out a uh, helicopter and that's only like three minutes long very quick and then you go into the cityscape where you can walk around interact and what the cool thing was is they show you all the effects and capabilities of Unreal Engine 5 as you're doing it. Like you push a button to show you Mm. how the effects change and how the city has moved and what Unreal Engine 5 is going to bring to gaming because quite honestly, we're using a lot of old engines currently still 
that aren't really meant to maximize what this hardware can do. Um, we do have the new Halo engine, uh, Slipstream, that's coming out. Um, and I think some of the newer games, I think like Returnal, maybe Deathloop, are, are using new engines maybe. But a real Engine 5 is very, very capable. And it's going to be very exciting. Uh, and I believe Fortnite is the first game using Unreal Engine 5 too, which is just unbelievable. But they're, they're, that's, that's epic. They make Unreal Engine, so why wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, correctly. yeah. Epic went uh, all in. That's a smart ass move on their part, eh? Yeah, I, yeah. I love this, that demo so much. It, it kicks yeah. so much ass. It looks so cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I it's, like couldn't believe at one point like it was digital characters and like and like you said, I loved how you can break it down and be like instantly shift from day to night or like see the polygons or see the the ai models and like kind of how their their path is going and like just all the 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 amount of detail in this weird little tech demo was was so wild and uh, i've said it a few times like fortnite is one of the games or if not the game that i use to show off the power of the series x because you get like things like ray tracing and, and different things and, and they're continuously adding things and turning things on. But the problem with that is you also have to be back compatible with someone playing on like a switch or like a 15 year old Android phone or whatever. Like it's, it's, you know, uh, so, so something like this where they can get photo realism uh, was, was wildly impressive. It's amazing it wasn't on PC. That's the one thing that really surprised me. But I guess with Xbox Series X and S and PS5, they've got a set of uh, specs that they can definitely plan to, which makes it easier to really highlight all those capabilities, those boxes, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, not something I played, but something I watched that I would highly recommend to those of us are video game fans. That is 8-Bit Christmas. I believe it was on HBO Max. And it is essentially... Uh, the Christmas story or a Christmas story for our generation, because it's all about basically replace the red rider BB gun with an NES. Neil Patrick Harris is telling his daughter about the year that the NES came out, maybe the year after, and he wanted an NES. And this is his story of how he got his NES. And it is a lot of fun. Steve Zahn plays the dad, uh, in the, the back, in the, the, story and, and it's just fun uh, i really enjoyed it it's it's very nostalgic and if you are a fan of the nes nintendo they go all in it's set in that era it's a lot of fun i i, I enjoyed it yes it's cheesy it's got all these things but for 90 minutes and it's a new uh holiday film that i could definitely relate to that was little todd oxtra back in 1988 you know full in on the nes for uh, for any canadian listeners that is on crave uh, I know some of the HBO stuff doesn't end up on Crave and some of it does and Crave's all weird now with basically charging twice uh, for their basic package kind of thing, but it bundles in the HBO stuff. Anyway, it is there. I just checked. So I'll have to watch that one. Very good. Very good. Oh, well, well, that is what we've been playing now, I guess we're going back to what we watched and not everybody watched this, but it was on TV last week or streaming and that is the game awards um jeff Keeley's game awards not to be complain uh, compared to any other game awards because there's a million out there right now um and we had uh the winners of the awards and then we had everything that was announced i think the amount of time they spent on the winners was probably about 15 minutes out of the three and a half hours <laughs> that was spent um and i think only they only truly presented to the uh actual nominees about 
five awards maximum, maybe. Yeah. And the rest of them were just, here's a list of names and who won. Didn't even show any faces, which yeah. was they did highly problematic. Level up to thing like, uh, you know, this game also won this award and this award. Congrats, guys. Uh, get off the stage so we can show another world premiere. I think the whole thing is so cheesy. I I, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like Jeff's whole thing. I, I th- and like I work in mar- marketing advertising. I don't want to sit and watch commercials for three hours. Like it's like the Super Bowl uh, if you didn't have any Super Bowl. It's just the and just had the commercials for like three hours. <laughs> they showed the highlights so, between the commercials. <laughs> and like I feel like it's just like it's just Jeff's weird thing to like meet celebrities and feel like cool. Um, I, I don't know. The whole thing is just very odd to me. And like to not give any love to any of the developers is just so weird when that's what the whole thing is supposed to be about. And then you're sitting there like, you know, praising uh, like, you know, Call of Duty and stuff and like Activision. And you're like, this seems very uh, not good timing and just weird. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I get why it hasn't become like a mainstream thing. It's very much just for like just games people only. And that's it. And like, no one would really even know what's happening. Yeah, it'd be like the Oscars only having, you know, maybe three or four awards, and then it would just be trailers for the hottest yeah. movies that are coming out, and maybe not even this year, but in three years. Right? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I know people get really excited to see game trailers, or like the game title cards, which is like my biggest pet peeve, <laughs> where it's like fucking like three minutes of a black screen, and then slowly in fades the title of the game. Elden yeah. Ring 2. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I get nothing from this, but, you know, now a blog can post about it. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and I get a paycheck if I'm Jeff, you know, for posting this video. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, it's strange. There wasn't really, like, even like thinking back, like, I didn't watch the show. I just kind of caught up in the highlights, but there's nothing like, I, I, nothing's coming to mind. Like, I'm like, whoa, I'm stoked on that. I like, mm-hmm. like, more of, like, like Nintendo's indie thing they did today. Like, I, I think that's more impressive and like a better love letter there, to actually indie there, games there seemed to be more buzz and i haven't had a chance yet to watch the indie showcase uh but i saw some things on twitter and like some people talking about some of the games and like there seemed to be more positive buzz after mm-hmm. that 20 minute showcase than a three and a half hour long let's uh, game celebration for lack of a better word because award show seems kind of weird at this point mm-hmm. but like so like obviously there's something that was missing from the game awards when a 20 minute indie showcase from Nintendo seemingly, I don't know, maybe it's just my circle or whatever, but like seemingly gets more hype around it. Um, like you said, with Activision, uh, one of the big hype moments for me at first hmm. was uh, star Wars eclipse. Yeah. Big star Wars fan, big video yeah. game fan. Um, the trailer looked cool, although it was all CGI. Uh, so no gameplay or anything like that. And then Quantic Dream came up and it's like, okay, one, what am I going to do? Smash the X button to yell Yoda, Yoda over and over again, or whatever. Like what kind of game is this going to be? And also the like management at Quantic Dream just seems like, so toxic and some of the stuff they've said is just horrendous like could lucasfilm not have partnered with someone a little bit better 
That's that's what really it was a quandary mean to Mark, because if anybody's got lawyers and knows how to investigate people, it should be the, one of the biggest entertainment companies. So there, there's got to be more to this whole thing, because I know we've got a lot of things out there about Quantic Dream, but a lot of it I found contradicts itself because like a lawsuit won, lawsuit lost, the things are going on. And David Cage is such a weirdo who... I think really wants to be a filmmaker, but he wants to be, so it's such a weird thing. And, and I will say, I always give developers the benefit of the doubt. Oh yeah. yeah. Studios can do a jump. They can do what they want. I'm, I'm sure like I've been blown away by studios doing something outside of their field before. Um, but this one, yeah, it's, it's more of a problem with, with David Cage and with the management team there and like just how everything has been handled. And like for them, like to, to just go off like the way they've done in court, if they've lost, if they've won, if they, whatever. And like it, you know, saying like, Oh, can I lie since I'm not under oath or like, like stomping and being like, Oh, this isn't fair. This isn't fair. Whatever. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just shitty. So it seems like we lost Todd. Uh, he just messaged and said they're in the middle of a storm. So hopefully, the first part of the recording didn't cut off in a weird spot and we're just kind of continuing on and, and hopefully Todd will be able to rejoin us. Uh, but let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going with this game. Award David, talk David Cage shot him. David Cage yeah, came and right. shot Todd. He heard that we were talking smack. Uh, and I have to mention uh, there's some friends of the show. Uh, we've had them on, uh, well, I, I've had them on Holocron Chronicles. Uh, Brian from Pink Milk. Uh, so they're they're starting a hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse. They are a uh, LGBTQ plus um, Star Wars podcast, uh, and and they kind of they're they're taking this personally, right? Because uh, if you don't know, David Cage has said some pretty nasty things about uh, about queer people and uh, some pretty like homophobic and and racist and sexist and just some terribly nasty things that I don't really want to repeat on this show, but you can go look those up because they're, they're quite public. And um, yeah, so I'm having a hard time supporting this game and that hurts because I want to play more star Wars games. Uh, But I see this and I'm just like, okay, give me fallen order two. So even like the game that I should be the most hyped about from the game awards is is massively problematic um there seemed like my wife watched some of it with me and she she was just kind of like it just seems like every game's the same it was all like post-apocalyptic horror games uh for the most part so was there anything uh announced or anything at the awards that kind of like stood out to you brock uh no man uh, being so disappointed by quantic dream um was big time uh, I was like, damn, I, I honestly, I'll give him credit. That trailer was, I think, super kick-ass. It was incredible, uh, yeah. It, it was really good. But otherwise, like, yeah. Um, you know what? Like, we just had, like, a break. I should have been like, I should look up what was uh, shown off. But honestly, <laughs> I'm not, like, remembering even what was there. Um, what 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 did you see? Uh, well, like that was, that was a thing they, they did announce uh, a little bit about the, the unreal experience that that was one of those and it's out right now. Go play it right, right now. So that was, that was one of those things. Uh, Alan Wake two was okay. one that seems to not be super problematic. People have been waiting for this one. It is a, sur- uh, but again, 
more survival horror, more kind of in the horror genre, which is great if everything else didn't have the same kind of horror vibe. And I don't know if that's just the game industry right now. Like we're a couple of years into a pandemic. Maybe that's on people's minds and that's influencing the type of games that they want to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, but Alan Wake two seems like a, it's a pretty popular one. Uh, Wonder Woman, I it, it's by uh, the Monolith, um, same people that made Shadows of Mordor. I want to see more of that, but super happy that Wonder Woman's getting a game. Uh, you already kind of made fun of Elden Ring a little bit. Uh, we saw a little bit more some gameplay stuff of uh, Suicide Squad, Killed the Justice League. Uh, first glimpse, very short glimpse though, of the Halo TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Hellblade Two: Senua's Sacrifice or Senua's Saga. Um, kick-ass gameplay trailer, and that was all real-time in-game in engine, no cinematic or anything like that. Like that's how good that game's going to look. So I was kind of impressed with that. But again, when I finally played Hellblade, which was actually this year, um, I was, I was not in a great place to play that game. It was just after Bobby had passed away and I was looking for something to play. And that was not a good choice at the time that, that was not the kind of heavy game that I should have gotten into at that moment. Um, so will I be in a better headspace to tackle Hellblade two this year? Maybe, maybe that was a cool, something cool to show off. Todd has rejoined us. Todd, how you doing? Damn winter thunderstorms taking on my internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, so, so the only thing you really missed was, uh, we're talking about some of the stuff that we, we like to see or some of the, anything that, that is, was there anything that stood out that they showed in the game awards that, that kind of stood out to you? Uh, we've covered um, the halo TV series a little bit. Alan Wake uh, talked a little bit more about star Wars uh, wonder woman and suicide squad got a, a little bit shown off in various levels. Um, what else? Uh, anything I'm, I'm else kinda, stood out? I'm kind of hyped. We're getting a Dune game. I'll, I'll probably never play it cause it's on PC and I usually don't touch that. But, right. And it's like RTS, but I'm for it. Like, hey, if it if it's like getting rave reviews, I might I might have to check that out. It sounds pretty cool. It's funny. I'm like looking back at this list now of like all the things announced, and I'm like, this was three and a half hours. I'm like, there's like <laughs> ten things here, and like none of it's new or like that exciting. I mean, Horizon uh, Horizon for Forbidden West looks unreal. Like, yeah. I that's like one of my like favorite games in the last five years. Whenever it came out, goddamn, I'm like so excited to play more of that game and, and yeah. Alan Wake 2 looks cool like I, I i love that i i replayed some of that when the the remake just came out which is cool i don't know if we really need more but you know I, i'm all for it but that's like the ones that mainly stayed out to me and i'm so like i'm a huge lord of the rings fan and i'm so curious about this golem game right like i i don't know if it's gonna be just horrible or like or, or really innovative and fun and i'm hoping yeah. it's innovative and fun Metal Golem Solid. Yeah. Metal Get Nice. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, like you know, when he when he breaks out, you know, uh, a sword and starts killing. No, it's going to obviously be a stealth game. He looks like he's going to cause mischief and misdirect and things like that, too. So that could be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I mean, that Wonder Woman uh, just we didn't get much of that. But the fact that it is by the Shadow of Mordor team really excites me and that is going to be amazing it was a game i never thought was going to be made wonder woman getting a solo title that is fantastic um really excited about that um you know ones that probably probably not on on either of your radar but maybe it is i don't know the fact that the expanse is getting a game and i love the expanse you know season six just launched we're getting essentially it's a prequel tell more stories especially with drummer who is a uh, a, a major character now um, but she's a really interesting character, a lot of a lot of duality to her. So the fact that we're getting her and that's actually a Telltale game, you know, the 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 the, the corpse of Telltale is back alive and they're doing this. So it's very I was cool. Very confused by that. I thought Telltale was all but gone. And then mm-hmm. here they are. They're alive in name only. I don't know if any of the any of anyone who was ever involved in Telltale uh, is still around. Um, I think Skybound is it Skybound. Um owns that that company now maybe don't know yeah and then uh the star trek game too we don't have many star trek games and the fact that we're getting one and it's by people who were from telltale um that are making this game so you're going to essentially going to get once more a narr- very narrative game with some limited gameplay that works well for star trek i mean star trek's never been the most action-oriented series it's all been about uh dynamics and storytelling so I- i'm really excited about that um and when i looked at this list too there's a lot here but not a lot that like really blew my socks off um they had um what was the one game that i thought was interesting um wow what was it called that, uh tunic finally has a release date March release 16th. date very yeah, excited about that, that game one. had come out i forgot that we were still waiting on that one it's been so long yeah we got that demo and that was that was pretty much it they've been pretty radio silent since so that was exciting uh, i'm hyped on that the, one yeah cuphead uh, dlc um finally I, yeah, and I, I liked I liked that they actually did like the live music thing for that too. Like mm-hmm. that was, was great. There was some good moments in this, but it was stretched out for so long, and there was so much weird stuff in between. Like, I really think they need to focus on condensing the show or doing something maybe like some doing it somehow differently mm-hmm. um, when it comes up. Uh, but before we get into like what we do differently, Todd, did you did you find that other game that you were? Um, I, I think there were some that just uh, I didn't know what to pin them as. And when I saw the the the, the name, the, the style of game, it was called Nightingale, which oh, yeah. by from oh, Xbioware yeah. devs. But then they said it's a crafting survival world game. And I'm like survival and crafting in a weird world. And it sounds like it's more maybe a share world experience. Just the the visuals look cool, but it just the, the, when I hear that, I'm like, I don't think I want to do any of those things. So yeah, those games that uh, never I, worked with me. Yeah, that's that's a hard one to, to go across. You know, the the big surprise though was the fact that essentially Nintendo said, uh, "Have fun. We're not playing." Even though in the past they've been there, they had a relationship, and I laughed at the you know the awards list, and and, and you know obviously a lot of people disagreed with the awards, which perfectly fine if you do but the fact is that the 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 most egregious thing when i saw the awards was metroid dread won for best action game and who goes up the man without the with probably the least amount of charisma in gaming doug bowser who reads a 
report on the back of a note card. No devs there. And it's like, no wonder they don't bring Doug Bowser out to anything. Man, talk about. Yeah, it was just weird. Awkward. Yeah, he's not the he's he's no Reggie. That's for damn sure. No, and it was just a shame. Uh, the other thing I think they could have done out with that Doke V Korean, you know, K-pop song that I'm like, are they trying to make this game into something? Because I saw no point to that. I, I don't lie, Todd. You've been you're just frustrated that you can't learn all those dance moves. You've had that downloaded on your Spotify since since that day. You've been, yeah, see, Brock's been practicing. I know. Did you, you did you did you did you see the did you see the karaoke video that Charlie uploaded from C two E two Mark? I think you might uh, be mistaken at my skills. <laughs> you do have some skills. You do have some skills. Um, any so like any any awards that you guys thought stuck out? Like yeah, that that kind of deserved to win. I know a lot of people are like up in arms, and I don't want to go through every single award. Uh, so maybe even just game of the year. What did you guys think of uh, It Takes Two being the winner? I did. I love that game. Shocking shocking but uh, what an incredible game did you play with your fiance uh, how did you play yeah, okay did. on the xbox loved it like loved nice. it yeah um i've heard it, i've heard i've heard about the theme that's about parents broken up and divorce themes but i heard it's it's not like in a negative light so i mean did you did you take that away from that game yeah i mean it was I'm trying to think back. It's been a while now, but yeah, there, I mean, it's a little depressing, but I, I thought overall it was a great story. I, I really enjoyed it. It definitely took some big swings and risks. Awesome. Awesome. I just, I need it, just, one, so. it was just so much fun. Yeah. Oh, Mark, you and Lauren should like stream that's, this game. That's, that's why we downloaded it. So uh, during our last stream, we had some people watching and, and commenting on what we should play and, and that kind of stuff. And, and uh, that game came up and, and one of her friends actually uh, texted her and was like, no, I was like, cause she commented and then she texted her afterwards. Like, I'm serious. Like you should really get this. Like it's free on Xbox if you have game pass. And she's like, Mark has to have game pass. And I was like, yeah, of course. And uh, so she was like, yeah, you should, you should do that. You should play it on stream. So, so that's, that's going to be coming up. I don't know uh, exactly when our next stream will be with the holidays and stuff coming up, but uh, um yeah, we're, we're that that's on our list of, of stuff to tackle. So uh, follow follow me on Twitch, the underscore Canardian. We're we're going to be tackling it takes two. Chris Johns has promised he will play this game with me, so we'll see if that happens. All right, another broken promise was, with Chris. Uh, 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 I was I was very happy that uh, that Metroid won at least action game, um, or was it action adventure? Right? Yes. Because action and action adventure are two different categories. Yeah, I think adventure, you need puzzles. Essentially, action adventure, you need yeah. puzzles to, with your action. Yeah. I think yeah. that's so the main, was, main change. Uh, action was Returnal, and then action adventure mm. was Metroid. So I was, I was happy to see Metroid win something. Uh, the one I had a problem with, or like a question about, um, was it like the fan-voted game or whatever? It was like yes, Halo, fan voice. Halo uh, was, was even in the running for that. Like, like what? how it came out two days before like how <laughs> it made no sense it made it made no sense yeah the, nobody had played the campaign they were already voting for it and it just felt like it was just a get hype moment it really should have been something that was something that could have been voted for the in the game proper yeah yeah so any uh 
yeah. Anything else, uh, Brock, for, for you that stood out? Like, well-deserved. No, I mean, I was most caught off. I, dude, I like, again, like I had like so little interest in it. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who won, but yeah, like Halo winning was very odd. You'd think it'd be in the running for next year's game awards, not this year, especially since like no one had really played it at that point. Very, very odd. Like the voting obviously came in before the Thursday. So it probably came in like the week before. So no one had actually played it like very strange. Um, But yeah, it takes two winning was a real surprise. And it's nice to see like, it's not technically an indie, but it is. So that, that was cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I think my, my, my award I was most happiest about was best narrative and guardians of the galaxy winning. Um, obviously you had a lot of great games with lots, but what I took away from Marvel's guardians, of the galaxy, it is now my favorite versions of guardians, of the galaxy, um, which says a lot about that game. And I know that game when it was, was before it came out, people were like, Oh, this game's going to be trash. It's not going to be very good. And there we go. I really have to get back into that. And it's it's a shame that so much has taken me away from that game, like from Riders Republic to Forza to Halo to like back to Fortnite, Pokemon, like just so much stuff just keeps taking me away from that game. And I keep going like, no, no I gotta play Guardians. I gotta play Guardians and and I, I just haven't yet. But I it's 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 on my list. I wanna really give it a run. Mark, we've got two weeks until <laughs> our couchies are coming up. So I all I will it. say is we, we've got to fit in that. I have a couple of games on my list that I still need to play. Kena, Halo, and I've got to think of another game. There's another game I wanted to like at least get close to finishing it. I think those are the two, two main games, though, that Kena's I want to finish the before the end I'm of the year. Oh, Kena's so good. Cool. I need to try that that's, one. That's a game I'm like, oh, what, what did I do last on that game? <laughs> <laughs> So if we were to run the game awards, I guess let's, let's jump right into the bonus round. Let's finish the show off with this. Uh, if we were to run the game awards, what would you do different? What, how would you run things? How would you change the show uh, that you think would be for the better? Brock, let's start with you. Who, what, do you what would I do? Um, not make it one big ad. That's for sure. I'd spend a little bit more time with developers showcasing games, take them behind the scenes, of the studio, mm. uh, cut off the ones that are all toxic um, and really make it more of a celebration of the people that are actually making the games itself and not making it uh, a trailer frenzy. Um, I, I think would be the big thing. Uh, I would add some show tunes in there, you know, uh, do a little song and dance and um yeah, like even just having like, I don't know, more voice actors there and uh, awards for voice actors and uh, the music and, you know, behind, all the things behind the scenes that wouldn't really get that love mm. would be really cool to see. And, and look, I know the marketing needs to pay the bills, but just be more strategic. There shouldn't be like this much, this many ads in that in your three and a half hours like clearly i guess you're paying like ex- exorbitant amount to have like keanu reeves there and stuff but like do you need him there no probably not like you right. don't really need him there like bring in some other people sure you need some big names whatever that's fine but uh yeah don't like spend all your money on that yeah yeah no, t- i love what you said like with highlighting the game developers uh have you guys been watching the the xbox um shoot what's it called uh the xbox powered up i i and i were actually watching the first episode before we we started this yeah yeah so like that kind of stuff is so interesting to me and if you if you do 
that, I mean, obviously not a six part special <laughs> for the game awards, but uh, even little vignettes of here's like be- behind the scenes. Here's how this game got started. Here's the indie dev team. And like, we started as like a ragtag group of like two friends that were like, you know, thinking about like, Oh, how could we do this? How could we bring this concept? Like, um, or even like look inside some non-toxic big development studios and like get the heart behind those big games. Um, yeah, I think that'd be so much more interesting than like seeing Keanu Reeves up on stage. And like, I love Keanu as much as the next guy, but like, yeah, let's, let's get some of the people that are making games. So Brock, I, I love that idea. Uh, I will, I will, I will build on that same idea. I, my wife has fell in love with inside Pixar with Pixar, which are basically micro documentaries that are like 18 minutes long. One's about a writer. One's about an illustrator. One's about this person that does the music. And I'm thinking you could do micro micro like three minutes long. And you tell people what a sound designer does, but make it entertaining, bring their personalities forward. And this is what you make to bring the development team. I, I don't want to bring up a developer just to accept an award um, because that doesn't really reflect their personalities or what they do. And if they can thank people, obviously we want them to be still be able to do that. Um, so I want to see developers and telling people what they do and why it's valuable, why it makes the games we love the way they are. Same with voice actors. And I think what you could do with a voice acting crew you could do, they could bring their voices and do something humorous. Kind of like the Oscars do the, and the, the opening, like, you know, where they recap everything. Wouldn't it be funny if you had like the voice of Nathan Drake doing us basically a scene uh, from Seinfeld with one of the grunts from Halo, the, the voices and just getting to do something different to say, this is what the power of voice can do um, and do different things. Or maybe recite a line, you know, some, a, a scene from a, a famous play that has depth to say, we bring this capability. And so I think more of those type of things that add in high value, show the industry why it makes gaming unique. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that doing those type of things really differentiate it. Um, I think another thing that was missing, which the Game Awards did previously, but I don't know why they stopped. And that was called, I don't know if they call it the Icon Award or Legends, where they highlighted the pioneers of gaming. They had Ken and Roberta Williams one year talked about their role in really bringing gaming up to where it was today. And I thought that was great. And it's for some reason they stopped. And I think that's, what's great about gaming. We've got people now that have been gaming for 40 years, right? They're probably going to retire. We need to reflect on their person, their careers and show people these are as much as you have great directors like Steven Spielberg, you have um, all of these great developers and people that made gaming possible. The, the, the pioneers that greenlit Xbox, uh, the people that uh, decided that we should do certain things to make gaming come alive. Um, and I think doing more of what they did with the, what was it? Um, they did some cool uh, 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 segments what was it uh gamers for voice or changer where they highlighted like some drag queens that were also into game streaming uh they had khalif adams doing his highlighting with it i like those things but we need more of those to really show the culture of gaming as well yeah yeah i i completely agree i i like the game awards when they're when they have some heart rather than uh, like Brock said, basically just marketing. Um, one of my most memorable things from any game awards so far was uh, the the developer from my drag or that dragon cancer a few years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who could watch that 
and and still kind of have a dry eye was like like something something's a little off uh, you know so like it's it's that kind of stuff that um i find you you don't always get it at award shows and games can be so personal like that and i i want those kind of personal stories rather than just like well our marketing machine engine came up with this concept and uh we are happy to deliver it on all platforms thank you for your dlc transactions uh like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it lost some heart this year or something, but the, there were those little vignettes and I'd love to see them expand on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think if you have a category, every category does need to be on stage or like be presented on stage, show all of the nominees. And if there's games, I want to see what's unique about that game or something of a person who created that game and say a little, something a little bit about the game, you know, that brings it closer. So I think we need more of those moments because quite honestly, how long would it have taken if they did every award, they showed people from the crowd, especially like the, the esports people or the teams. Everybody says, I don't know who these people are. Well, guess what makes them even harder to know if you just say their name and never show who they are or what makes esports interesting or what do they bring to the table when they play? Um, yeah. You know, I'm, it's not for me, obviously, but still people that it means something to, got to feel slighted that you know that's that's your team you follow or the person you follow and he's not even represented i mean come on yeah it's a a text uh on the screen yeah for sure um so should jeff Keeley? i mean i I mean if we're if we're making it ours i also don't think you have jeff Keeley as the host or um he's fine oh no i felt like i cut him so fast he'd be the first he just he's too friendly to certain people that i felt like it I'm like, I, you know, Joseph Ferris, I mean, when he does that, I mean, it takes away, it makes it feel like there's a bias, even though he doesn't control the awards. So, I mean, who would you guys have as a presenter or would you have to have a presenter? Would you have a main person or would you bring in people, you know, who love gaming that might be more famous? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, you could probably rotate through a list of actors or comedians or someone that like, that like games and is personable and, uh, and, and non-biased. And, and I mean, anyone that follows me on Twitter uh, may have seen that I called out Jeff Keeley on Twitter uh, during the whole Activision thing. And, and uh, you know, basically said like, you're up in arms about Kojima, but like, you know, misogyny and, and racism is kind of like, Oh, that's too much to, for me to comment on. Like, fuck off. Uh, so sorry, Henry. Um, that, uh, but that, you know, like it's, it, yeah, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. So like get anyone, um, or just get Jeff to be a little less like I'm doing this so I can meet famous people and be friends with Guillermo del Toro. Like, I don't know. They just, the, something's got to change there. No pre-show either. Why would you have a pre-show? That's <laughs> so dumb. They had a pre-show. They showed some cool stuff there. Um, one of the coolest games actually shown was in the pre-show, and it was the craziest game in the world. It was basically about an Indian woman who was taking on past suitors, and it was, I forget what the name of the game. It was so hilarious, but it was like skateboarding in it, cooking, fighting. It was, wow. it was phenomenal. I'd have to look up the name of it but yeah um so uh, um and i i like the music uh to a certain extent um 
I, I think those moments are cool, showing the the power of so, uh, music within games. So I think we could keep that around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like there's there's some st- things that can change and things that can stay the same, but um, I think just yeah, like condensing it and just just having it flow better or something like it, it would be a great start. Um, and then you know all the other things that we've mentioned, <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. Think, uh, yeah. If you do want an alternative to the Game Awards, obviously we have all the publications that do theirs, but if you want one from the industry, uh, I believe the BAFTAs in the UK, they do one on gaming, which is pretty cool. Um, and then there's also GDC. This is the developers vote for those awards. Um, it is broadcast now, but it is pretty dry. <laughs> so it's like you do get one or the other, but we could get a better mix um, that makes it uh, entertaining uh, has some maybe reveals still, uh, but we don't need eighty-five reveals. Maybe four reveals. Yeah, you know. And you know what? How about this? Xbox, uh, Nintendo, and PlayStation. Maybe somebody else that's big in, uh, in, in in gaming. They are the sponsors, but they don't get anything highlighted. They are the pioneers of the industry. They fund it and take out all of the bias and everything like that. So it gets to be fully funded, the industry gets to be celebrated, and we don't have to worry about being inundated with ads. That could be neat if they could all agree. And you'd know they'd be like fighting for like, no, we're top build. No, we're top build. You know, so yeah. That'd be an interesting. I don't I don't know. that, And that's a tough thing. Like I don't know what any of the solutions are, but I know like some stuff needs to change, so... Uh, I guess we'll see what next year brings. Well, Mark, you're going to hate the fact that I've already lined up uh, 25 advertisers for the couchies. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> I as know. Long as I see some of that money, I'm not going to hate you too long, but uh, yeah, we'll see. They're paying in NFTs, Mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. You know what? You'll get to hear our words in two weeks, and then you can complain about us and the fact that you know we 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 had Kojima come on and talk about us next game. <laughs> those those NS, NFTs that's going to pay for Finn's college fund. Uh, enough of my Mando helmets and everything else. That's that's what we're going to. It's a board monkey NFT. Let's do this. <laughs> well, I think that is it. Um, hopefully, everyone enjoyed the show. Brock, once again, thank you for joining us. This was a pleasure. Sorry about the snafu. Like I said, thunderstorms in Minnesota in December are a rarity, um, but we're I back. Don't know why you can't control the weather, man? It's like, yeah. come, on. come on, no respect, no respect for your Canadian neighbors. My my mutant ability is not uh, surfaced yet, but yes, uh, I apologize day. for that. One day in a soon, when you get your 18th booster shot, come 2032, <laughs> you'll be producing powers. I'll be able to make a light mist or a slight breeze. Nice. <laughs> nice. I think I asked that to Sean Capri once on uh, on like one of his shows, like uh, probably the Yumi or the um, what's one of those? It's just the Pants uh, Patreon podcast. Hey, or pants, yeah. where just, mm-hmm. um, I think like what's your useless superpower? Like shooting spaghetti from your fingers or something like that. Like just like what would your useless? So there, there's something to lean on, leave on. Like let us know your useless superpower. I want to know, but like, just like a superpower that like it does absolutely no use for the world, but that's what you can do. 
you can only write things in bold. <laughs> sure. <laughs> bold font. There you go. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. So thanks Brock for joining us. Tell hey, people how guys. they can follow you. Uh, I'm on Twitter like all day at Brock McLaughlin. Uh, I sometimes write for different websites, but I'm around. Just find me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm like posting, posting cute selfies. Uh, and then on Twitter, I'm using ranting. Best looking man and uh, best dressed man on Twitter. Yeah, there we go. That's what yeah. I want my award for next year. Okay, at the game awards. <laughs> best dressed, baby. Best dressed. Fuck fashion show. Dapper, Dapper Tux is going to be coming after you for that one. But That's fine. You can I get think, in line. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I think if we set up a cage match, I think you'll come out. Uh, I think I will. I here. think I yeah. will. It'll be a suit made out of Pokemon plushies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking on the string bean himself, Dapper Tux. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, with that, we will say our goodbyes. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Tioxtra. If you want to game with me, uh, I'm Spartion98 on Xbox and Switch and Spartion1998 on PSN. And I'm uh, the underscore Canardian on Twitter and Instagram and just Canardian on Xbox. And Switch. And Switch. Right. That's right. That Brock needs to dust off. Oh, well. Yeah, I need to dust off. <laughs> with that thank you mark thank you brock and as always just remember folks it's always better to game together this podcast is part of the secret friends unite podcasting network visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows articles news reviews and more secret friends unite podcasts are available on apple google spotify and other podcast services around the world if you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.